At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Good morning, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel. I got Joel here. I got Dennis here. Oh, but okay. Here are the things on the list today. We are going to uh, have a little follow-through discussion of what we talked about yesterday with regards to China and with regards to Berkshire Hathaway. Oil is down again. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the airlines. We will talk about AMC. They did something that is so unusual and weird and random that I thought this is, has to be fake. But no, it's real. It's real. We'll talk about that. We'll be joined by Scott Shalady, a.k.a. the cow guy, at 810, nine minutes from now. Can't wait for that. So smash that like button. And here we go. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel O'Connor. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. All right. Good morning, guys. Joel, bring up those charts for sure. me. And how are we doing here overnight? You know what, Spencer? Your your intros have been so good lately. Oh, you, get, you get me so fired up for the show. Oh, I mean, you do. You just you're doing a good job. I just, I just want to give you. I know I pick on you a lot. Compliments this morning. Yeah, God, yeah. Are, I mean, it's like he's funny. Well, he's a funny wrong. guy. You he know, wrong. Joel's in a good. He's movie. a funny guy. He's being nice to me, something is very wrong. Yeah, I think so. Something's <laughs> up there too. All if right, he starts being nice to me. There's something very. Yeah, wrong. something very wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're up five and three quarters handles here. It's 69 to quarter. We went down and we kissed the low from last week. We just kissed it at 29.50 and then got a nice bounce. And we're still green, but it's like, it's a green. You just, I don't know. It's just like so hard to trust it. It just seems like we always get back these gains. Yeah. Uh, crude getting shellacked down 784 at 95.17. I guess people just noticed a contango in the markets and uh, went out and hit the front month. Uh, gold that's going down too. That's thirty down thirty three bucks nineteen twenty seven ninety. Silver getting schlocked too. That's down forty four cents at twenty four eighty six. Bitcoin. I mean, I'm gonna keep quoting it, but man, it's so quiet. Down one fifty five at thirty eight six seventy five. And Ethereum, it's flat. A buck up a dollar fifty twenty five thirty two fifty. Uh, triple D. Wow. 
I think that um, we got to start with AMC. We got it. I mean, yeah. I mean, that is. We have to. The story of the day. This is so strange. When I saw this in Benzing and Pro, I thought, there's no way that's real. Alas, I'm wrong. It is very, very real. Um, if you want to play uh, the, the metals trade, if you want to play commodities, you can buy the GLD, you can buy the SLV, buy the ETF, but but allow me to give you a new idea here right now. You want to get a metal exposure to metals? Buy AMC. That's the news today. AMC, together with Eric Sprott, who's a well-known metals investor, uh, they've invested $56 million dollars for a 22% stake in Highcroft Mining Holding Corporation, ticker HYMC, Hotel, Yankee, Married, Charlie. This is a a company that has a 71,000-acre mine in northern Nevada that apparently has some gold and or silver within it. Here's the uh, sentence that I want to read to you, the statement from AMC CEO Adam Aaron in the press release this morning. To state the obvious, one would not normally think that a movie theater company's core competency includes gold or silver mining. In recent years, however, AMC Entertainment has had enormous and demonstrated expertise in guiding a company with otherwise valuable assets through a time of severe liquidity challenge, the raising of capital, and strengthening of balance sheets, as well as communicating with individual retail investors. It is with all of that experience bring to the table to assist the talented mining professionals at Highcroft. So yes, AMC, they do movies, they do popcorn, and now they do mining. Metals mining. Go back. He's given himself way too much Yeah, that's exactly. Because what this was not his doing that oh yes he you know was the one that got amc you know to go to 70 dollars a share and it was all his great management that caused this to happen that's not the case whatsoever he lucked out that reddit and that wall street bets and you know obviously everybody else just jacked his stock price and then he was able to sell stock and pot and put it on his own pocket because he sold half of his holdings so i have I, i take great offense to him giving himself the credit for what Reddit did. So I think it's just, you know, I, I think it's disgusting, to be honest, that he credits himself with that. And then secondly, what the hell are they doing? I mean, they have no idea what they're doing. They don't know what to do with the money they got because they got it gifted a whole bunch of money from a lot of retail traders. And now they don't know what they're doing. So they're trying to like diversify. Oh, let's get into a mining company. Let's buy a penny stock mining company. I mean, I got a question just, though. He th- said, if anything, this is just lost management. That's what I say. He's lost. He said that uh, investing in other companies, that they've guided other companies, is what you know I interpreted. I'd like to know those other companies that uh, that AMC is guided and yeah. advised and uh, communicating and... with retail investors with your pants off. <laughs> I, 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 too. I was thinking about that too. I, I I think they're right. Giving this thing even airtime is not even worth it. Okay, let's go. You know, I, go. Pro, whatever. You know, this was not. But I just want to say again, this was retail generated. This had right. nothing to do with the company management. The money that they have, the cushion that they have, is simply because retail gave them that cushion, and they chose to give them that cushion for a movement, not because of their great management. 
Next. Wow, I did not anticipate the vitriol. HYMC, whatever. I mean, it's getting an infusion of capital here. Um, it's a penny stock. We don't talk these stocks. Yeah. It's going to get a pop. You know, it's up. I don't know where. It's probably went higher than this. I I, I sell pops and all this stuff. I mean, but. this is this is really stupid, and we and we are going to move on to, and we're actually going to bring our guest on uh, in a minute here. But can cool. we can we appreciate the gumption though? I mean, I mean, this is the most ridiculous thing I've heard in a. He in, doesn't know what he's doing in a while. He he's he's so he doesn't know what he's doing. He spent all that money on a Cole Kidman commercial. I know, you know like trying oh. to get the people back in. Oh, we'll make our own popcorn. They're lost. They have a big pile of cash that you know retail gave them. They don't know what to do with it. So yeah. they're like, well, we can't, you know, in movie theater. I don't know what else we can do with the movie theaters. Let's go and buy a mining company or invest in a mining company. Do some gold mine. Gold's hot right now. That's the the buzzword of the day. Gold's getting hot again. Let's go buy a gold company. Yeah. Holy, this is piss poor management, is what this is. Next. Next. Next, actually, let's bring in, let's bring on our guest, uh, Scott Shalady, uh, aka the cow guy who is a markets anchor for RFD. TV. I see Scott here in the background. Let's get him on the show right now. And uh, it's been a minute with that since we've spoken to Scott. We got a lot to get to. So, Scott, good morning, man. How's it going? <laughs> good, guys. How are you? Holy, the best dressed man right there. Always looking stylish. Wait, Scott, <laughs> I have a question. How many of those jackets do you have? I, I mean, over the last 30 years, I've probably gone through 50 to 75. I give them away to, you know, some places, you know, I give them to guests and so yeah, I mean that's I, I I have probably about five to ten made a year. Okay, I I knew there was more than one though. That was awesome. the, that was the trick. He's not just re wearing wearing the same jacket. Oh no, look at right. it! It looks brand new. Oh. It's, it's nice looking. So Scott, you uh, have a pretty unique vantage point, I, I think, now into what is happening in the global commodities market because you, you you are a markets anchor, as I said, RFD TV. You're speaking to an audience of of farmers right and people in commodities land so what has that been like for you and for them over the past couple of months well actually you know it's a new thing i took uh, since we last spoke i took this job last june right and i took it because i could see you know every now and again i do the right thing accidentally (laughs) um that that, uh, with what was happening with inflation what was happening with land prices you know america's agricultural sector is probably the wealthiest, most underserved investing class in America. Um, They're sitting on so much money, and even more so every day, that uh, I thought I could bring my experience from working in in New York and Chicago and London um, to the airwaves here at RFD TV. Obviously, I I started in agriculture, which gives me a little bit of legitimacy, but at the same time, these guys want to know everything about what you guys are talking about, right? They want to know what's going on with the interest rates, the Fed, what's happening with inflation. You know, they want to they want to know stock tips. I mean, I get my my phone and my email is just completely bogged down with people asking a lot of the questions about the things that you guys talk about every day. That's interesting. So, so you you are still doing the broad market thing. You're not just focused on commodities and and three three hours a day. I'm focused on commodities, and one hour a day I do a I do a show called the Cow Guy Close. And uh, we go into, um, I'll have a lot of guests on, we go into the Fed, we go into, you know, flattening of the curve. And, you know, it's been also, I'm trying to educate the the customers because they're not used to a lot of the lingo that you guys use, but um, they're just as smart. They just have never heard it before. And um, it's it's gone great. It's it's fun. I mean, 
uh, I really enjoy it. You know, my we still have a family farm too, but what's been happening with uh, this food, which is uh, obviously wheat, corn, and the likes, and fuel, which would be crude oil, those are right down the middle of the heart of the commodity sector. It's just been stupefying. I mean, it's uh, unbelievable. And these folks are right in the center of it, whether they're sitting on um, a bunch of cotton fields in, in Texas with some oil rigs on them, or there's some farmers along I-80 and through Illinois and Iowa. What do you make of this crude movement? I mean, it's just been incredible. You know, we broke out and then it just got silly, you know, going all the way to 130. And then five days later, we basically give the whole breakout rally back here now. I mean... It, we, we were in this, you know, ra- in this mode where it was like commodities were rallying, stocks were selling off. And now today it's just like everything was selling off. So it's hard to make, you know, heads or tails of the next move than like what's happening tomorrow. So what do you make of the crude move? Uh, I, you know, I think the crude going up is justified. Going up like that is not justified. But ultimately, I think it will continue to have legs. You know, we, we've also introduced a lot of new customers to the uh, crude oil ETFs. And a lot of that really kind of got into the mix and that really kind of distorted some of the pricing. So I, I, I say that uh, with what we've gotten out there as far as this country and what's happening globally, crude will be supported. And then I, on top of that, you throw any you know geopolitical issues like we've got going on in Eastern Europe. Now, 130, uh, maybe not. But, you know, in time, sure. But we went up way too fast, way too quickly, uh, way too high, way too fast. And obviously, we've come back off and we're below 100 bucks. I think before I went on with you guys, but I think that it will still be there and it's still going to be a story because we've had a shortage going into it slowly, but surely we were building up a shortage of obviously fossil fuels in this country and then nat- natural gas in this country. You saw Germany get rid of all their nuclear power. Germany, you know, is beholden to uh, Russia for a lot of what they got going on. Actually Europe is. Um, so it's going to be a story that's going to run. Um, I, I think it will take a little while to get back to the old highs though. So we've pulled back significantly. Would you be a buyer crude here now then? I don't think I'd sell it for sure. No, I think that you're going to, I mean, I like energy stocks because of it. I think that, yeah, I think crude, you could see, you know, we could make another run of those highs. It's just going to be a longer trade. You might be able to make money faster elsewhere. What about the other commodities? Yeah, that's what I was going to go. I was going to go there next. Uh, Craziness is not limited to just, just one commodity. It's all of them. It seems like so. Yeah, I mean, uh, lately the one that's been the gambling one, our our little, uh, you know, our Reddit meme stock has been uh, has been wheat. That's gone up. Fa- that went up faster than than crude oil. Uh, that's come crashing back down to earth too. But we still have we still have a growing season to get through here in the states. We're very dry. You know, we've got some tight supplies out there. We've got a big report at the end of this month about where the acreage is going to be and what we're going to be planting going forward. That's going to be a really big one. Obviously, we've got PPI out here and what the inflation story and the food story. I mean, there is there's an outside chance we have a recession and, and a food shortage. I mean, that's oh. that's what we're looking at in the commodity sector. And I think that's why um, we, we've got a lot of eyeballs on what we talk about here because of both the uh, food and fuel and then throw in to the fact that I'm starting to bring these people around to the fact that you know we could see a couple of quarters of shrinkage here. The Atlanta Fed's just downgraded our growth the first quarter for to zero, um, things aren't good. And watch that yield curve. I mean, twos, fives, and tens. And so it's been a lot of fun to help, you know, get some people that really do are interested in what you're having to say. But at the same time, they are right at the epicenter of the problem. What about these farmers? I mean, to me, I mean, you're talking about a potential food shortage. I mean, I, I, 
to me, if I was a farmer, man, I'd be out there. I'd be out there planting. I'd be taking advantage of it and trying to, I mean, obviously the weather conditions and everything that goes into it. But man, oh man, I'd be, you know, I'd be, if prices like this, may not never see prices like this again. No, and it, mean, it, could, yeah. it could, it could stick for like a year or two. So what, I mean, to me, that's, they'd be out there, you know, working more. Is that, is that not the case? They're just going to sit with what they have or is it uh, the weather conditions and uh, whatnot that, that will limit the supply? Well, what's, what's, what's initially been a problem with supply is the fact that that energy issue that I spoke about earlier with natural gas, natural gas is a big component of how to make fertilizer. So these guys can't find enough fertilizer. If they do, it's 300% higher than it was last year. You throw that in the mix, so you're not going to be able to put as much fertilizer down. What you can't put down, you had to absolutely pay through the nose for. And we've already got a, a drought going on in this country as it is. If that gets any worse, this gets really, really tight very, very quickly, and you're not going to have the crop that you thought you were going to have. Your inputs as an American farmer have gone through the roof, skyrocketed. So your seed, your fertilizer, obviously your fuel, because it takes a lot of gasoline going up and down those rows has really gone through. So you need higher prices. I mean, there's a chance that they made more money last year than this year because this year the inputs, because of inflation and because of the energy problem, have gone up so much more than they did at the, at the beginning of last year that even with the high prices, you might not have, a, have as good of a year this year than you did last year. So they need to make sure that uh, their inputs are under control and we have a decent growing year. Yes, you're right. They are going to plant fence post to fence post but we still have a weather issue with mother nature and she's got to comply. If that doesn't happen, it's, it's uh, Katie by the door. I mean, it could get really, really ugly very quickly. So just to be clear from your point of view, are, are farmers and agriculture companies, are they actually coming out on top here or is it, is it kind of a push because you got rising prices, but also rising input costs. So it all just evens out. Yeah. You're, you're reading me right. Last year before the inflation issue with energy really started to take hold, we did see price increases, but you already had committed to your inputs, and they were lower, a lot lower. Now your inputs are somewhere up to between three and four hundred percent more than you paid last year. So you're going to have to see a higher price for what you ultimately produce, whether that may be selling it to the Chicago Board of Trade or at your local grain elevator. And you're going to have to make sure that that uh, that works out for you. And it won't be as good of a year with these prices where they are this year with their inputs this year as things were last year. Yes, they will make money, but not as much as they did last year because of the input prices. I can't stress to you enough about how much more expensive. I mean, on top of it, you know, these, 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 you know, you 10,000 acres or 12,000 acres, which is a very big farm. You have to have a big revolving line of credit at your banker to get a lot of that done because it's such a cash intensive business. On top of it, we're going to raise interest rates on you a percent and a half, and you're already paying three, maybe 4% interest. On a five eight million dollar you know revolving line of credit, so I mean it's not just physical inputs; it can also be your your financial inputs are all going up for these farmers this year. So it's really got to work out for them. I mean they they stand to make money this year, but not as much as last. Let's take it back to the interest rate talk. We're going to see rates go up here uh, pretty much imminently. Um, I know there's been talk that we go seven or eight or nine times. I've said on this show, I think we'll be challenged to go three in the current environment, like three rate hikes. What are your thoughts on the interest rate outlook? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on the same island you are, but there's not a lot of guys on that with us. Um, 
you know, that seven of them means they, they raise every, every, every meeting. Um, I don't, I, I think the Fed gets bailed out with a recession, which is sounds horrible to say, but I think that if you see the economy slow dramatically, which I think it might, um, they're not going to be able to raise interest rates. Won't have to because that won't solve inflation because nobody's got any money to spend. Right. I mean, that, I, I think that's more of a chance than seven interest rate hikes this year. I mean, there's some demand destruction going to be happening here, too. We've had some wealth destruction in the stock market. But when you've got oil prices and gas prices as high as they are, and like you're saying, you know, input costs and, you know, across the board, just the cost of living higher, people have less money to spend. I mean, right. that's well, got to hit the economy at some point in time. It's already starting. I mean, but everywhere you turn, look, you go to the gas pump, they're taking money out of your pocket. You go to a restaurant, they're taking money out of your pocket. There's other things that aren't in the equation when it comes to inflation that they're taking money out of your pocket. Now they're going to raise interest rates and take more money out of your pocket. You know, three months ago, you'd walk down the, you know, the grocery store aisle and say to yourself, hmm, supply chains are pretty bad. I wonder what they're not going to have next week. Yeah. Now you walk down that same aisle and think, hmm, I wonder what I can't afford next week. Yeah. Kat, you got to go or do you got time for one more? I got time for one more. Uh, I, when we had John last year, uh, you know, like us, you were a little bit, you know, skeptical of the, you know, of the rally, you know, it got to really levels beyond a lot of our expectations. Now we've come back down. I mean, are you, uh, are you is the bull broken? Is it going to be broken for a while or are you trading range? Just try and give us your six, 12 month outlook, you know, f- for the market. Yeah, I think with we're all these unknowns. I know it's a tough question. No, uh, but I think we're transitioning into a you know, it's broken's a strong word, but it's definitely going to be a long slog. And you know, a technical correction of going sideways for a year would also be something pretty good. I, I think that it's going to be difficult with if you if you believe what I've just said that we probably were going to see some negative growth here. You're going to be raising interest rates on the consumer that's already having to pay more everywhere else. And by the way, you know, a one percent interest rate rise isn't going to get it done when it comes to inflation. And I also think I've never, I'm fairly confident the Fed cannot surgically remove inflation without hurting the rest of the economy by raising interest rates. So have at it, boys, but you're not going to be able to just take out that one tumor and not have the rest of the body suffer. I don't know why they think they can, but even if you raise them a percent, that's like a suitcase on the Queen Mary compared to what we're having as problems when it comes to uh, the inflation issue. So if they need, if they really want to get rid of inflation, they're gonna, there's gonna be a lot of uh, collateral damage, and that collateral damage, I think, will be jobs. And once you put us in a situation where we've got stagnant growth, stagnant to negative growth, higher unemployment, and inflation, that sounds a lot like stagflation to me. And yeah, I think, it does. I, yeah, it's an ugly word. And I think that's where we're headed. All right, Scott Shalady, uh, we love having you on, even if uh, what you have to say is making us feel down. Uh, <laughs> Scott Shalady, the cow guy, uh, market host for RFD TV. Scott, we'll, we'll love to have you back on again soon. All right, man, thanks. Have a good one. Always, always a pleasure to talk to Scott. Uh, all right, let's move on here. Let's move to the disaster stock of the morning here, which, is, which is Koopa, Koopa Troopa, Koopa Software. Um, C-O-U-P. I love Super Mario Brothers. And this, so the, 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 the earnings, the numbers from last quarter were fine, right? But the guidance, the guidance. The guidance was really, really, really bad. Oh, look at wow. this. I, I, I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what they said. Koopa uh, said that for the fiscal year uh, 23, they expect earnings per share 
um, to be between 15 cents and 19 cents for the for the year. Analysts were looking for more like 73 cents. Uh, they guided revenues for the year again around 840 million dollars. Analysts were looking for more like 880 million dollars. Um, the, the this guidance also show implies uh, slower growth, obviously, um, and compressed margins. And the stock is down, I don't know, what, 30% this morning? It's a type of market where they want to knock a stock down 30% every day for whatever reason. And when you're the only stock reporting earnings, that spells trouble for you. So here you are, Coupa, COUP, down 27%. It's off the lows. That's the good news. Bad news is this is now, what, 85% off the all-time high, something like that? $377 to 65 <laughs> Yes. I don't even know what to say on. There's so much destruction. And it just goes to show you that in the end, value matters. And people learn that the hard way if they've been holding for the last year on all of these ridiculously valued stocks. I mean, I learned it the hard way. 1999, 2000, it saved me a lot of money in the last year because I don't own anything. You know, maybe, you know, I've nibbled into some stuff, but, you know, very little stuff. That's got PEs of 100 or trading, you know, 10 or 15 times revenue. I mean, eventually it comes to roost that value matters and there's no value until you're a lot lower in prices value somewhere. But, you know, even if you're doing the math here, you're saying they're making 18, 19 cents for the year. I mean, okay, well, you know, maybe projected out eventually they make a dollar, let's say. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt a few years they go out a dollar. I mean, it would still be trading 65 times earnings. So at this price. So I don't know. It's tough to buy stuff that's got that, you know, high valuation in this market. So does it bounce back? I mean, it can bounce back. Is it oversold? It was $250 three months ago at 65. <laughs> it's massively, epically oversold. I don't know where the bounce is. And if there is a bounce, I'd be selling the bounce. So, you know, maybe it bounces here eventually. But am I going to try to call the bottom on something like this? People have been trying to call the bottom at 200, at 150, at 100. They'll try to call the bottom at 65 today. Somebody will eventually be right, and we'll hear about that person on Twitter nonstop because they'll let us know. But it's pure luck if you call the bottom on this thing and get it right. What did you say when Spencer was there? You said you love – did you love the Silver Brothers? What was that that you said? Super Mario Brothers. Cooper Super Mario Brothers. The, the, yeah. the, the, the Koopa Troopers. The, yeah. The, that's it's what like, I think of too when I look at this. So I think they took the name from it. All right. Da, 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 da. Okay. All right. So uh I'm Dennis is not trying to call a bottom. Um no. either am I, but I will. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> go, Joel, go. Uh I mean, I don't know if you're gonna see that pre market low, sixty two twenty six. It Joel, just kind of feels like yeah, it just kind of feels like wow, someone's like they're they're even nibbling now. Like the person that wanted to buy it like seventy, they're like, oh my gosh, it's in the sixty three handle. I don't know if they're short, if they have options or whatever, but I no, think someone's sure. going to be breaking in. I don't know if you're going to see that pre market low. Uh, if you did, I and and I was short, I'd be I'd be all over it. Sixty two twenty six. That's three bucks away. I don't know, it just feels like one of those days where, yeah, they, they do a little bit of an overshoot in the pre-market. We'll see what happens. Where there's resistance, and, I mean, if you are crazy enough to you know to try and buy this thing and it starts to pop, 
I'd just be throwing them out at like the half and whole numbers, you know, like 66, 66 and a half, 67, 67 and a half. So that's it. That's all I got. The next monthly low doesn't come into 58 and change. I don't think we'll see that today. Uh, all right. Let's go to some stocks that actually are trading higher this morning. Quite a bit. It's quite a bit trading higher. Uh, yeah, yeah. The airlines, though, is is what I'm talking oh, about. Yeah. Is that off of the guidance from? Yes. So well, Delta said some numbers too, I believe. Well, so yeah. Here's the thing: the major airliners this morning are speaking at a conference. I think it's uh, uh, I think it's a J.P. Morgan conference. So yes, I could be wrong. Uh, so a number of them have given guidance this morning. I'm going to start with Southwest Airlines. Sure. They, had, they had an 8K. It was out. I don't know, almost an hour ago right now. Um, and they they uh, gave an upbeat. I guess they raised their operating revenue guidance. They said that their Q1 operating revenue um, for, for this quarter, if Q1 is going to be down 9 to 10% compared to 2019. And, but that, that number, that down 9 to 10% number, is better than the prior guide of down 10 to 15%. So they're, they're increasing their operating revenue guidance for Q1. Um, I believe Delta, all, that was for Southwest, Delta also gave guidance this morning. They also raised their uh, their uh, March guidance. Uh, who else came out and raised guidance this morning? I'm just going across the board. Um, did American, American raise? Yeah, they all basically came out and said the same thing. They all basically raised guidance for, for Q1. Uh, obviously, we're not quite near uh, 2019's levels or pre-COVID levels yet, but they all kind of said the same thing. Interesting that I think it was American that said they have no active oil hedges on, so they are fully exposed to daily fluctuations in the oil markets. And oil is down here today. That's helping the airlines as well because oil is really getting hit hard here today. Washout central here. Um, It's hard. I still find it hard to, like, say, okay, I'm going to come in and buy the airlines now with, you know, what I've been saying is I think people are going to have less money. So there's going to be less money for travel. I don't think the business travelers coming back. And I don't think gas prices are going to go down as much as we'd hope. So the, the bull case for the airlines going forward, I don't think is that great. So I'd probably be selling the rally. They're all oversold, too. I mean, everything is oversold. So they could bounce, and they're getting a nice bounce. Delta up 6%. It's a nice move. Um, you know, you get back up to this 34, 35. I mean, there's room to 36 or 37, but I don't know if you're going to get there. I think there's going to be bag holders coming in and probably hitting bids. So it's tough to get long this stuff on a bounce when there's so many bag holders over overhead. Yeah, I'm just I you guys know I haven't been, you know, bullish airlines. We, we don't like. Yeah. Uh but just, you know, trying to give you some short-term direction here what's going on. Like Delta, like they had that really bad day when it went to 34 and then bounced back down at, at 30. Nice double bottom there. To me, if it holds 34, then, you know, give me a number between 34 and almost 36. So I think it's important to hold 34. And then I'd be, I mean, that was a really bad three days. So, I mean, you're going to have to cut through some offers here. If I had to give a pond this high target, um, I'd say 35, 87. Uh, that's your next daily high if you can hold 34. Uh, Spoos are ripping PPI. again. Another- we, we just had people oh, a little sorry, bit light. Dennis. A little bit light. I, I, sorry, news. Dennis. I, I, I mean, I, I guess I should have warned you, but I, I, I didn't realize that. Was gonna, I'm sorry. I, 
ping, 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 ping. I'm sorry. Sold, sold, sold. Um, no, anyway, uh, pretty P wide. P P P okay, PPI for uh, uh, February here, month over month, increased 0.8% versus a 0.9% estimate. If you take out food and energy, it only increased 0.2% versus a 0.6% estimate. So a little bit light on the PPI for February, uh, I guess. And PPI is, again, producer price index. It just yes. says the prices. As opposed to CPI, which is what we're paying for stuff, PPI is what uh, the producers are, are, are paying for. Their a little bit light. Yeah. So that's good news for the market. You know, yeah. Not as hot a number as we've been getting. Yeah. So I don't know. So the market market's massively oversold. I mean, we're so oversold. It can't come in here and start <laughs> Wait, shorting stocks. How do you square that circle, though? How do you square the circle of you say we're oversold, but and, and yet the, why? Why? On the other hand, you say we can't really go higher. I mean, how how can we go oh, higher? We can go we have, higher. All, all these. Why did I say we can't go higher? Uh, not that we can't, but the, the, the characteristic that Scott was Scott was just on, and yeah. you've got stagflation. You've got right. Yeah, I don't see any reason to take my. I'm 47 percent cash in my long term portfolio. Yeah. I don't see this. We're gonna rip right back to all time highs type of market here. So I think we're going to be in a prolonged bear market. Like, I don't think you're seeing a new high in 2022. I don't know. I can't. Nobody can project it to 2023. But, you know, in the short run here, I think rallies are to be sold. So, but we're oversold. Like, if you're coming in short in stocks now, I mean, you should have shortened stocks a month ago or, or two weeks ago or a week ago. I mean, we're so oversold. I mean, ARKK, going right back to the growth names, goes down 6% every day. It was $70 seven days ago. It's 52. I mean, there is stuff, I, you know, it's just epically yeah. oversold. I guess we'll, so we'll, we deserve we'll to bounce eventually. We need a dead cat bounce. What, I don't think it's much more than that, though. I don't think it's like, oh, I need to get invested right now. I don't think, I think they're going to bounce. They're going to sell off. Again. I guess so, like, why I hear oversold to them implies that that is going to be a turn soon. Maybe that's, I, maybe yeah, there will. Yeah, a short term turn, though. That's the difference. So, you know, and people, and you, you're never going to get that bottom. Go right back to what Cameron was saying. You won't get that bottom until people are like, I can't do it anymore. I mean, if you're looking for bottoms, eventually China's going to have a bottom here. I mean, you want to talk about, you know, people can't take it anymore. Alibaba, they can't take it anymore. I mean, Alibaba's down 25% in three days. Uh, and, you know, you're, and I'm not saying I'm coming in buying Chinese stocks, but this is what you need to see in the broad market to shake everyone out. You know, I still get every single day, what are you buying? What are you buying? What are you buying? The phone is still there. So that's why I don't think we're at a bottom. But do we need to bounce? Yeah. Like, I want to bounce to sell. And you know what? On the next bounce in emerging markets, I'm going to be selling. So, I mean, I'm selling it at bounces in the long term. I raised my cash from 35 to 47. So I did that last bounce. I'm going to probably do it again. I might go over 50. But the bounces, you know, I, I'm not selling in the hole. I'm not, you know, trying to trade from like, oh, I'm just going to short stocks when we're, you know, Alibaba. Let's short it now at 75. No. You're asking your head ripped off. There's going to be a vicious bounce in there. You're going to up 15% in one day. And you'll be like, what happened? So, I mean, it's a trader's market right now. Buying dips, selling rips, playing the chop. That's it. It's going to be lots more rips to sell. It's going to rip on this PPI number because we were talking, you know, we talked about inflation being a major concern here, and you get a little bit of a light number, just a smidgen light. But that's good enough to give people an excuse to come back in, and the FOMO still exists. And you've been saying it, but I, I think it was Cameron that actually put a number on it uh, last week, Dennis. She said that 
from 2000, the dot com peak to the bottom in 02, I think there was a couple of times there where the NASDAQ went like ripped like 40% higher, like in, in within that longer term downturn. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There, there was three or four. There's been some wicked bounces. There's wicked. The, the, the biggest rallies you will see are in bear markets. Yep. That's because sure. you've always got shorts in there yeah. and you've got people scrambling for cover. Yep. Always the biggest rallies you see, the little individual rallies are wicked. So it's the same thing like when stocks are going straight up, it's wicked sell-offs. When stocks are going straight down, it's wicked rallies. It's yep. just in reverse. So you're going to see these wicked rallies every once in a while too. But if you're trying to time the wicked rally, it's a tough game. So trend is still not your friend in anything right now. And I think, you know, let's say, for instance, Apple, you know, and I sold some of my Apple at 162 last week. You know, it's 151. It's getting a little bouncier this morning. Still long Apple, um, you know, just lightened up. But you get back to 160 in Apple, you don't think there's overhead supply? Lots of people saying, meh, we're only 180 and going to lighten up here. So that's the problem is there's so many people just looking to get their money back in everything now. It's it's a tough market to just call a bottom and say, "Is this the bottom? Is this the bottom?" The, I don't this think market, the this bottom market's yet. so schizophrenic, you know. It, it headline like, we're, driven. Yeah, we're just not like we're uh, COVID concerns yesterday, right? In China and, and other places, well, no COVID concerns with the airlines today, right? Everyone's going to be flying, and and frankly, I don't think that that's our our big problem. I don't. That's not what I'm concerned about. And I I don't see how this market can have a sustained rally with the geopolitical tensions. You know, not that we can't have intermediate moves, but I think, you know, we're on the precipice of something that, you know, our country hasn't seen in, you know, a hundred years. And it's not going to get resolved. Whatever headlines they want to put out there, oh, talks or this, talks or that. I mean, you know, yeah. And I like to see. You know, I'd like to see the volatility come down, and that, and you have the daily ranges are are coming down a little bit. But I'd really like to see them. You know, instead of having rips, I'd like it to be more of a grind, more of a you know, like okay, fires in there. I missed them. Now it just feels like these race. You know, these two quick rallies. It just you know, sell trying selling and strength. It doesn't happen. Then they start selling into weakness, and you know you get these big declines. So uh, just feels like there's a supply of top sellers, right? Yeah. But when when you fall, the the, the it's just I, I don't think we've broken the buy the dip, you know mentality. But you know, a lot of people have gotten their fingers chopped off. We haven't a broken though. People yeah. you know, have started yeah. trading in the two to three years and there's a lot of people that just opened up accounts during the pandemic haven't seen this before and they still are believers that amc is coming back to 70 dollars a share that gme is going to be 350 dollars a share again that you know your whatever stock you want fastly which you know (laughs) it's unbelievable it's 13 dollars now fastly i mean we saw when fastly went down for a day how messed up the internet was, Spencer. I mean, this is a company that actually does something very important, obviously, behind the scenes. The stock was an all-time high of $136. It's 13 a box. Yeah. I mean, there is room for this thing to go to 15 or 16, and that would be a wicked little short squeeze. Is it going back to 130? Is it going up a thousand percent from here? Tough. So I, I don't know where the bottom is. I'll say some of this stuff is way oversold and there's going to be some money, people that make some money buying these stocks. I kind of wanted to buy Fastly at 19. 
I'm glad I didn't. It's 13. I kind of want to buy it at 13. But then you go and you look at the valuation, and you're like, well, it's still not cheap. People are saying, what the hell are you talking about? It's not cheap. Um, what's a PE on Fastly? They don't think they make money. Do they? It's affordable. I can tell you that. Uh, $13. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's a $13. Doug, it's, it's cheap, cheap relative to itself. Is it, is it cheap? It's no, they, they do not make money to answer your no, question. No, that's the problem. And then you got Berkshire Hathaway. Oh, that's completely yeah. forgiven of everything. I mean, it's, you know, there's a bubble in this thing right now. Like, it's just ridiculous, to be honest. I went and looked at the holdings because people say, do your homework. I mean, I went through the top. Like, you look, go through the holdings. It's kind of fun. Apple's the biggest holding by far, you know, well over 40% of the holdings. Well, Berkshire Hathaway at all-time high. Their top holding down, you know, what do we got? 150 from 180. So the top holding's down 20%, but no, we don't knock Berkshire Hathaway down for that. The next biggest holding looks like Bank of, or American Express. American Express is held up fairly well, but still 15% off the highs. Bank of America held up fairly well, but a good 20% off the highs. This is the third holding. Coca-Cola is about 5 6% off the highs. Those are top five holdings. You can go into like uh, MCOs in there, and it's a pretty big holding. Well, it's significantly off the highs. It looks like 30% off the highs. So they're like, well, how is it holding up? It's holding up just because people are believers in Warren Buffett and he got some cash. It's not the NAV. I'm guarantee I can tell you right now the NAV is falling in this thing. But the, we know when a closed end fund, it's not like an ETF. It doesn't have to follow the NAV. And because people are very confident that Warren's going to navigate this environment better than anyone else, and I believe that as well, they're willing to pay a premium for Berkshire Hathaway. I think the premium has just gotten to a point where people are hiding in there now. And I think if it really gets ugly, there'll be no place to hide. I I said it yesterday. I mean, the four it's 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 the four pillars, right? It's the railroads, it's the utilities, it's the insurance, and it's Apple. And so, yeah, the a lot of the other stuff is in there that you just went through the other stocks, but those are small, small, small pieces of of this company. And 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 maybe you're right, but but when people think value, they think Warren Buffett. They, they do. They think Berkshire. And so, if this just, was an ETF, if Berkshire was an ETF, it would be a lot lower. But it's not an ETF. It's a closed-end fund. So it's trading, you know, on its own, just, you know, confidence. And it's always traded with a premium because of Warren Buffett. I believe at the end of the year, Berkshire traded with a 27% premium to its NAV. That premium has existed for a long time. I don't know when it is traded at a discount. Maybe it did in the financial crisis. I'm not sure. But it's been a long time since, you know, the Berkshire Hathaway's traded below its NAV. Because they give Buffett the benefit of the doubt, and they rightfully should. You know, but I'm just saying there's been a lot of stocks he's been holding that have been killed and it's at an all time high starting to not make a hell of a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. No position. Yeah, yeah you're right. I'm not going to argue with it. I mean, you're right. All time high. It, when it's an all it's the only thing an all time high. Again, when it, when it is 40 percent Apple, I mean, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. You're right. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Right. And it's the only thing like if you look what's at all time highs now. Oil's not anymore. You, oil's in a bear market, Joel. You're right. Oil is actually technically the way they define is so stupid. This down twenty percent, stupid, stupid metric. But they say when you're down twenty percent from the highs, you're in a bear market. Does anybody really think oil is in a bear market right now? But technically speaking, by the definition of the textbook, they would say that oil is in a bear market because it's twenty percent off the highs, or at least close to it. So I, can I mean, yep. there's not much holding up here at all time highs anymore. So impressive, Warren impressive, but there's definitely a, a bubble there, I believe, in Warren, even Berkshire Hathaway as well. I wouldn't be buying it here, but I said that yesterday. 
<laughs> I know, I know. I, and I was wrong. It didn't go down anyway. So. I know, but you didn't you did short it. So I tried shorting it, but I already covered it. I was like, well, it's not going down. <laughs> I try, and then I get out. And then I, by the time I start the show, I don't have a position, so I can freely talk about it again. I did try to short it just a little, but I was just day trading it more than anything. So. I, I'd have Putting no your money right where now, your right. mouth is. The only thing I'm long in a swing account is wheat. <laughs> W-E-A-T. It's the only swing long I've got on right now. And it's at the same price. And I'm not even sure about this. Uh, it, it's, you know, it's sitting there and you're like, I'm listening to cow guy here. And I'm like, yeah, wheat. I don't know. I'm try. I'm trying it. I'm not a commodity trader. We'll see how we do with this one. You know, it's, uh, I'm going to have to, uh, it might be interesting to get uh, Angie on with him. Uh, because Angie is not, she's not on the food shortage, uh, uh, bandwagon. She's not, uh, I've had, I had some discussions with her off air, so that might be a good debate. Get, uh, get Angie and the cow guy on, but, uh, commodities in focus. I, I, got, I, I think they're on the same side, Joel. <laughs> no, she nope. does not think there's going to be a, a food shortage. Oh, no. I, he, he said that. I don't think he thinks that either. He said there was like a slight chance. I think that's a little bit of that's a bit of alarmist. Uh, I don't. I, I think food prices are going up. I don't. I, think I, I don't think. He, I don't. I don't think he thinks that either. I know he said it, but he's, but I think well, he said it. I, mean, I, I know, but he said slight chance. I I, I think that's uh, that's a bit of a hot take. I, I think that's a bit of an alarmist thing to say. I, I don't. Whatever, maybe maybe he thought he does think that I don't know. Um, well, while, said, I mean, yeah, yeah, you're right. He he did say. It. While we were on with Scott, we got a, a, a headline out of uh, Roblox. They gave some guidance today. Uh, they updated their daily active users for February. Said they had 55.1 million DAUs, wow. up 28 percent year over year. Uh, they said that they gave uh, February uh, bookings, they which was down. Two to four percent year over year, and they gave their February sales total. Uh, how does that make any sense? How, how can bookings be down two to four percent, but sales can be up sixty percent year over year? I don't know. How this works. stock has been right. assassinated too. I haven't looked at it for a couple of days. It was like forty five. I look now, it's thirty six. Hundred and forty dollars a share back in November when we were all going to live in the metaverse, and now it's thirty six dollars. That is just annihilation. It's way oversold. <laughs> I am not coming in and shorting Roblox. I don't care. The valuation price is still high, but I'm not coming in and shorting it today. I mean, it's $36 a week ago. It was $45. Two weeks ago, it was or three weeks ago, it was $60. A month, month and a half ago, it was $80. Three months ago, it was $140. I mean, holy cow. Mm. Have they just murdered murdered things and this one's been murdered this was a storied stock a loved by retail man that's the stuff that they have hurt the most eventually it's going to be a bounce here and it's going to be wicked but it's probably going to be a bounce to be sold again unfortunately so um i think it bounces eventually i'm not going to be the hero and try to say it's today even though i'd like to um we'll see what it does yesterday's low it's trying to hold 36 33 it might take it out here in the next just taking it out here right it now. could also make the new low undercut you know and then yeah i could undercut it and get, get back over it i think yeah. you can't get interested in this thing really until it's like back and holding over 40 so other than that i think all this all right. stuff you kind of want to buy it it's the natural human tendency to buy the stuff that's really got the crap kicked out of it but at the end of the day, you often just get poop on your shoes when you do that. Uh, I will say, may I mean, 
you might have gotten everyone out of the pool uh, that wants out because you did twenty three million on uh, on Thursday when you fell three bucks. Watching and, some people, yeah, and then and then it lightened up a little bit on Friday. You want to get boss this too. <laughs> I kind of do too. I want to be the hero and call the bottom in Roblox. Of course, I, I don't want to be the hero and do it too. You know, it's a. <laughs> I yeah, mean, can you have a more bullish-looking chart? I mean, come on, you gotta be a good. <laughs> Look, we 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 all want to be the person. would man. roll over. We all want to be the person. I was bearish. I was bearish here. I was bearish here. I was bearish here. I was bearish we here. We're allowed to get bullish. I was now. bearish here. We have been bearish this right. stock. Now I'm bullish here. I'm bullish here. We, I mean, it's just contrarian. Good thing I don't trade the stock, but. Uh, you know, I'm just saying big volume yesterday. I mean, you know, people there like sometimes let's just get me out today. I just don't want it on my portfolio anymore. So it's we'll a see. Good day for it to report some numbers because right now they're kind of buying stuff this morning. They're kind of buying stuff. So overall market effects could actually cause the stock to rally today. I'm actually bullish Roblox right now. <laughs> I'll, I'll say if you're buying it here and trying to be a hero. Stop yourself under like yeah, you give yourself at least a buck. I give yourself like thirty-five and a half or something. Wow. But again, dangerous, dangerous, dangerous. I'm not doing it with my money, but just on you paper here, I'm like, I'll money. be a hero and try to say that it could bounce a little bit from here. Be, be, you know what? Because deep down, we all want to be the hero. That, I want to be a hero that bought. That, so we can say, uh, hey, yeah, I bought AMD when it was at one dollar, down ninety-seven percent from the all-time high. In 2015, I probably shorted down there. Yeah, we all want to be the hero to look back and say, "Yeah, I bought AMD at one dollar, and now it's 164." 100. Wait, no, it's well, I don't want to talk about. No, AMD. 103. Sorry, I, I the, think the all-time high is 164. I, I'm uh, just gonna say this, even in the overall market, I don't know if I'm fading this rally today. I'm not feeling like you already have I had a pretty good flush overnight. You got oil down significantly, which is gonna help the bull case. And, you know, you got the airlines saying some good stuff. There's a lot of positive. The PPI wasn't that bad today. There's a lot of reasons that the market should be up a little bit today. I'm not saying the bottom is in. I'm just saying, I don't know if I'm selling. I was selling yesterday's rally. I was on the show even saying that. I don't know if I'm selling today's rally. I'll just say that. Do you know what stock is uh, about to fall out of uh, the top 10 components? What? Take a guess. Take a guess. Stock uh, everyone hates. I would have to think about what is in the bottom of the top ten. Um, uh, no, no, this thing has been. This thing was like uh, Facebook. It was like four. Yeah, really? Yep. Yep. Holy gosh! Wow. Yep. Yep. It is now. Oh. It it is now below Johnson and Johnson. At one point, it was. It never was up there. I could bind to Google's. Um, but it, it was up there with Tesla. It was up there with Berkshire Hathaway. Yeah. And just like every day, it's just like, it's going to fall out. And you know who, you know, who, uh, is trying to sneak in here? Who's sneaking in. Uh, well, Exxon Mobil has been on the charge lately. Oh yeah, for uh, sure. JP Morgan's been slipping, Procter & Gamble. They, you know, that's been Did slipping. I get the Procter & Gamble right You did. What? You did. A 162. You did. And I said, look at the Clorox chart. And eventually, this is what Procter and Gamble is going to look like, and it's down twenty bucks from there in, the, in that last month since I said that. So I'm going to pat myself on the back on that you one. Did. I get a lot of crap wrong. I got that one right. 
All right. Good job, Dennis. Um, <laughs> Nobody else wanted you, to pat me on the back. And, I got and, that one right. And people mentioning uh, this stock this morning, GTLB. This is that. This is what we're talking about. Um, stocks and downtrends can can have huge rips on you. G- GitLab is ripping on you right now. They had earnings last night. The earnings were okay. The earnings were above estimates. Um, sales above estimates. Guidance was was fine. What's your on this one? GTLB. Huge downtrend, but ripping on you this morning. It's up uh, four, 13.5% this morning. I've never even traded this thing, I don't think. Yeah. What does this do? It's like it's Oh, open. it came out in October. Yeah, it's not, it's, out, not it's, out that it's, long. It's like open source software, basically. Um, hit 40 bucks. It hit for this is uh, it hit 40. Already off the highs. And then backed off to 35 and a half, but it, it's, starting to, it's starting a little March again here. So I'm going to throw out that 40. And I'm gonna go with 38. Do I have a date? Ooh, the 40. Ooh, 40 is huge. 40 and a half on your dailies. Uh, your it's actually your two and three day high. 40 and a half, 40.65. So if you sneak over 40 there, and you're thinking about 43.29, take a look at 40 and a half. Where to buy this thing on a pullback? I don't know. I have absolutely it's no. It's the exact idea. same chart as Roblox. The exact same chart from 140 <laughs> to like 35. That's the same shirt. All this growthy, newer IPO stuff all just marches together. All right. Let's do some ticker time here. We were asked about XBI earlier. Let's pull XBI up and then we'll do some. Gosh, I bought some of this twice. Terrible. You did? Yeah. I've been buying like a ZTF and I was like, oh, I'm 50% cash. I better put some to work. Mistake. I bought some at like 100 and I bought some more (laughs) like 86. $80. $80. I was like, well, this isn't working. So I don't know. You just look at, you know, you think biotech is going away. I don't know. Maybe it is. But, just hear you know, nothing about you're, biotech. You're back to like 2016, 2017 levels. Like, I mean, we exploded and doubled in 2020 when everything doubled and it's given it all back. Complete round trip and mistake. I mean, definitely, you know, just trying to get a little bit more of my cash to work. And I was like, I'll go an ETF and get a little more exposure to biotech. And it's been a mistake. So Look I don't know. Regeneron when it's Look at Regeneron. Well, remember, this is smaller stocks, too. So Regeneron would be more of the IBB. Okay. So and the IBB has done the same thing, too. I mean, Moderna <laughs> didn't help the IBB either because it came a huge part of it at the highs and it's come off, too. I don't know. I like, I think long term, we're <laughs> drugs. We need drugs, aging population, whole arguments, everything. I mean, I don't think drugs are going away, but apparently the market does. So, well, the, long term, uh, I think you'd be okay, XBI, IBB, but I'll tell you, short term, not working. The, uh, you know, the pipeline was slowed down, you know, over the last couple of years because they were, you know, they were, you know, the FDA approvals and stuff. So you haven't, uh, and these companies, the longer it takes to get FDA approval, the more money they have to spend, the more money they have to spend, the more cash they have to raise, the more they dilute the stock. So uh, who was I talking to? I was talking to, uh, on last Wednesdays uh, with Wedbush, I had David Niergarten on, and he thinks that uh, in the second half of uh, 22 this year, things are going to pick up from uh, as far as FDA approvals. And he gave me a couple stocks to take a look at. I think now it wasn't that. I, I wish I would have had him in front of me, but I did an article on it if you're looking for some uh potential biotech just been stocks. so many biotech stocks have just been annihilated too i mean they're growth right so they're small companies that a lot don't make money and it's not the kind of stocks that people want to own right now look at biogen holy macro 
I know. Boy, oh boy. That that's yeah. just un- and Gilead. I mean, this is the, these things are. What's the P on Biogen? It's like I six, know. I think. Oh, yeah. I'm not even joking. It's like six or seven. What's uh, a P on BIOB? Or P is now it's twelve. Oh, it's twelve. What's yeah. Gilead? Six. Seven. Probably probably six. Uh, it's oh eight point eight. Higher than I would guess. Too. These things are just dirt cheap, but they're just not loved. They're absolutely hated. I don't even know what to say. I own Biogen. I've had it in there a long time. I bought it. We know my cost base forty eight dollars. Starting to look like it might eventually get back there. <laughs> Go up from being a thousand percent winner, Joel, to take it to a loser. That would be. No, I got one of those. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Peloton was that for you? Yeah. <laughs> Where's Peloton? There was some, oh, there's some love. Somebody gave I, it a buy rating overnight. I can't even look at it. What? Somebody gave it some a buy rating overnight. Wait, so though. you're saying Peloton and Zoom got upgrades on the same day? Zoom got an upgrade. Peloton, I believe, just got a buy rating, and I don't. Yeah, Zoom got an upgrade from Benchmark to buy. They gave it a hundred twenty-four dollar price target. Somebody's Peloton, calling the bottom. Peloton got an initiation at outperform from Bernstein with a price target of forty. So it's going to double in the next 52 weeks. Uh, maybe if it gets taken over, but we uh, we saw how that worked. That's, that was such a gift. Yes, Joel. Br- yes, go back to HYMC. Tell me how we're doing. Yes. Where's HYMC? Uh, yeah. no. uh, I'll just tell you, I can't even get on that Peloton anymore. Oh, I'd rather get on the yeah. By it. I just I can't. I just like want to puke all over. It. I'm going to get just, a Peloton. I'll buy it just off the Kijiji because they're like 500 bucks. <laughs> I'm I got up joking. at uh, I got up at five this morning to go swimming because I like I'm not I don't even like that things there and I can work out it's convenient I'm like I just it just it uh, I hate it I'm gonna throw it out when Lisa goes out of town next time <laughs> it's getting a nice bounce today it's a five percent yeah a it's a big winner for you today. And it just goes to show you when you get ridiculous rumors of a takeout, you got to take the money and run. I was, I I was definitely, like I said, I think I had 500, you know, people reach out to me to tell me how stupid I was to be bearish Peloton when it went from 25 to 35 on a ridiculous rumor. But nobody apologizes to me today when it's at 21 and I was absolutely right. I'm sorry, Dennis. Dennis, you gotta be... <laughs> you weren't on the other side. You don't have to Dennis, apologize. Just, on, you man. you get roasted on Twitter, man. I, why, it's because I, I give opinions. You give an opinion and stop you say something giving bad opinions. about somebody's stock and they there, hate Stop right, okay. giving right. opinions. Two, two minutes stop giving opinions. Alright, two minutes left here. Mario asked what's going on with Amazon. Um, not much. On, I think Amazon. Amazon. I sold my Amazon. Where is it? Uh, I sold thirty one hundred. Was it? What did I sell? Yeah, oh, I you sh- well, I sold you half in a thirty two hundred on the earnings, and then the yeah. other half I got out just under three thousand in the after hours. It was like twenty nine eighty or twenty nine ninety. That's it. Looks like a pretty good sale so far. A lot of people call me stupid on that one too. We'll see. I'm I'm hoping to re get it at twenty two hundred. I want to re get it where I originally bought it. Come on, twenty two hundred. I buy Amazon. Like I can get rid of this one here. This yeah. This thing. I, or the only thing I can say about this Amazon. Like is you bucks. you you break out of a a long consolidation like that? I mean, that really long like consolidation, and you break out to the downside. I mean, I I, I don't know. And you know what's interesting too is that um, my buddy Jim, uh, that day when it it popped off earnings, and he was like, it should be the Jim Triple D sell signal because he was like, what do you think? And I'm like, man, what, you know, if this thing's got to get, if it can't get through 3,300 and it actually tested it. And he sold that day. And I know you sold that day too. 
Um, boy, those are some great sales. And now, I mean, where do you go on this? Where do you go on the monthly? He, I mean, you here's just here's the date. You just got to know June third. What's that? That's the that's a Friday, and as of the close on June third, it's going to split. Oh, yeah, but that split it. trick is not working when you got uh, a, a world war, you know, going on, and it's just inflation. The it's, in the splits. When's Google split? Yeah, it just doesn't work. Nick, it's not working. Off the top of my head, I don't know. Yeah, that that split trick. This uh, July fifteenth is when it's not working. It's not working. I mean, uh, Google is substant. This is the day that they you talk about sell the freaking news. So it it worked Uh, for Apple and it worked for Tesla. But what would Uh, market environment were we? No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing. Right, right. I'm. If anything, I'm agreeing. I'm just saying it worked for the people that were first, but now the stragglers are coming through. Amazon, Google. It's not going to work for them. Yeah. 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 Anyway, all right. Yep. It's nine o'clock. Yep. We've covered a lot here. We did. Um, we did good. We, we did good, Dennis. Um, you're okay, man. Okay, you're okay. You, I'm you, everyone the said day. some. I'm torn someone, today. If I'm, Dennis, if Dennis someone said Dennis some love on Twitter today, I, I'm bullish today. I said I wasn't selling this pop today. If Dennis saw it later, half of the probably. nice things people say to him, he wouldn't be this way. I'm convinced. You only remember. You only remember the bad stuff. You gotta remember the good stuff too, man. And you know what's weird is that, like, I, you know, I follow, you know, Twitter. I don't follow that many people. And, like, Dennis says all these, like, strange things and, like, kind of out of nowhere. But I know exactly what he's talking about. And that's a scary <laughs> thing. I'm like, oh, God, I don't know. I hope I didn't all touch right. on that one. But, all right, I'm going to hop off and uh, cover a few more stocks at Pre-Market Prep Plus. Everyone, have a good day. All right, Dennis, catch you later as Go well. Ahead. Guys, we're going to hop. We're going to live trading with Benzinga. Ryan Zunaid, Aaron Bree. I will be joining at around 10 o'clock or so. Um, we're just going to run through the market. We're going to talk more about this AMC thing, which is ridiculous that AMC would buy a gold mine, but it's 2022, so I guess that's okay. Um, so smash that like button. Please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Hey, check out Benzinga Pro, pro.benzinga.com. Free two-week trial discount code in the description. Also, we're like five weeks away now from the Benzinga Cannabis Capital Conference, April 20th and 21st at the Fountain Blue uh, in Miami Beach. Get a discount, 30% off using the code SHOWS30, bzcannabis.com. The link is up uh, on the screen as I put it up on the screen right now. Well, there's the SHOWS30 code, bzcannabis.com to get your ticket to the Benzinga Cannabis Capital Conference. Thanks to our guest, Scott Lady. Thanks to all of you in the chat. Thanks to all of you on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitch, Twitter, and even those of you watching us on LinkedIn. I'm going to hop. This stream will end and redirect over to live trading. Everyone have a good rest of your day. I will see you in like an hour or so. So uh, stay green. Go look at the open. Say goodbye. 
your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.